Now, I was single for a long time, and I was just kind of strange, but I didn't want to live with nobody unmarried. When I come home, I want my peace and quiet. <laughs> if I'm going to be single, I'm going to be what? Single. I ain't going to be married and single. And I wasn't saved, but I'm just, that was just me. I, I couldn't reconcile going through all that drama and stuff. If I'm going to go through some pain and suffering, I'm going to have to be married. <laughs> Glory to God, I ain't going through this single. Glory to God, I'm going to argue with somebody, I'm going to be married. We got to fix it now. This is Jerry G. Martin, and welcome to the Light of the World. I'm bringing you a message over the next few days called the Top 10 Reasons for Not Shacking. Call someone you know that may be in that living arrangement and have them to join you as you listen to this message today. So what is it that we're looking for in relationships? And you need to be honest with yourself. If you are expecting a relationship that will lead toward marriage, you need to have some expectation and some understanding about what your desires and wants are. And you shouldn't just say, well, I just want whatever the Lord sent me. Because then you're going to say everything that comes your way, the Lord is sending. When you buy a house, you have some idea of what you want. When you buy a car, you have some idea of what you want. If you don't have any idea of what you want, you will accept anything that comes through. So you should start asking. When, even when you ask the Lord, the Lord said, make your request known to me. Ask for what you want. You have to have, or you should have, some kind of expectations for what you desire in a mate. But here are some things that I want to point out to you that are important. They may not be important to you at all, but perhaps they are. And if they are, we want to look at uh, some signs and wonders. Number one, and these are not in any necessary order, but we're talking to believers now. We're talking to people of God. We're talking to Christians. We're talking to saved folks, I think. So I'm going to assume we're talking to people who know God and people who are saved. What's the first thing that I should be looking for in a relationship? What is that person's relationship to God? What is their relationship to God? And then how can I tell what their relationship is? In fact, they ought to be at least as committed to Christ as I am. So I'm assuming you are committed. If you're not, then you don't, need, you don't need to have anybody more committed. Maybe they ought to be looking at a sign in your life. Or they're at least committed to Christ as I am. How am I going to know that? Do they spend time with God at all? Let's just start with the simplest. Do they go to church? Do they have a pastor? I've met people before and I said, so what church you go to? Oh, I go to first whatever. And then I said, well, who's the pastor? Oh, that's, uh, who? Right? That's a sign. They probably don't go that often. Do they ever have a godly conversation? Did you have to ask if they know the Lord and if they're saved? So do you know the Lord? Why did you have to ask? How long have you been talking to this person and you have no idea about their spiritual walk with the Lord? Are they dedicated and faithful to the Lord and to, the, and to a church? Are they at home every Sunday? Or are they going to church? See, when somebody really loves God with all their heart, you don't have to ask them about where they are with the Lord. They'll be asking you. You'll look for them and they'll be at church. They'll be at the prayer meeting. They'll be at church service. They'll be at Sunday school. They'll be at Bible study. 
Are they recently saved? Or they just got saved when they met you? There are some guys, mostly guys will do this. They'll come to church with you. And they'll come to church with you until they get you. So you're going to have to find out. Don't let them come into church with you be what you look at. Oh, he come to church with me. I've seen men come to this church and I know what they're coming for. And I see the women that bring them and they just smile and he's at church pastor. <laughs> you ought to be at his church. He's at church and came to church three times. And you say everybody turn to the book of Matthews and he's looking at the table of content. That's a sign. He doesn't have a pastor's name. He doesn't know the pastor. That's a sign. You need to wonder about that. If that's important to you, and it should be, because what you're going to want him to do is be at church with you once you get married, but you want to know whether he's a man of God or, or whether she's a woman of God, then you need to take some time and, and make some assessments. I told someone uh, not long ago, I said, you know what? Typically, this is not the way it should be, but when you're dating, uh, the way we do it, dating is designed to conceal, not to reveal. Now, come on, y'all looking at me like, what? Now, you know you don't tell everybody everything about you when you first meet them. You say, oh, you know what? I'll cuss you out if you go down that road. You don't say, hey, here's my name, but I'll let you know. I'll cuss you out. You don't say that. Men don't say, I just want to, in the interest of just sharing and communicating with you, I want to let you know that I do slap my women around, and I will take your paycheck, and I just want to share that with you in the interest of communicating and openness and fairness and all of that. We don't do that. We don't say, you know, I haven't had a job in a few years and I don't plan to have one. I just want you to know that. But we can work that out. So what do we do? We put on our very best. And we conceal those things that might be questionable. So somebody, if you're really serious, you have to do some digging, investigating, observing, listening, stand back a while and taking it slow. Somebody say, what should I do, Pastor? I say, take it slow. Take it very, very slow. Are you equally yoked? Not just as a Christian. He can be a, a believer. He can be a man of God, a woman of God. But do we have the same doctrinal beliefs? Because you can have different doctrinal beliefs. And you're going to argue about that thing all of your married life. I believe you need to go to church on Saturdays. And somebody say, no, we need to go on Sundays. You both could love the Lord. So you say, you know what? You need to get you a, you get you a Saturday night, me, because I go on Sunday, if that's what you really believe in. You want to be sure that if, if, and you ought to, you want a person of God, person of character. Don't be equally, unequally yoked with unbelievers, but I want to be equally yoked with them. Secondly, do some observation. Observe the family background of that person. Now, it's a little more difficult to do these days than it were many, many years ago because we're so transient and people move all around and a lot of times their families may not even be in the same city or the same state. But the principle is still the same. I was growing up, my mother would say, we always know the family of those people. And sometimes they would say, oh, you don't want to marry in their family. Those men beat their wives. Because they would tell you, no, that, that happens in that family. So you want to observe when you go around the family. You know, don't just be so excited. Oh, I'm going over that family. No, you are going over there to, as a CIA agent. <laughs> You're on a mission. You ain't just going over there like, oh, this is really nice. I'm visiting their family. I want to check this thing out. Are their family together? 
their parents together? Or is this person a product of a broken home where their, their father has been married four times, a mother's been married four times, and they think as soon as something happens, let's trade them in? In fact, if you're dating somebody been married four times, just close the book and get on out. Y'all looking at me, well, you got to give me, no, you don't need no, just listen to me. They've been married four times. Even if they had four husbands or four wives and they all died, you'd still don't want to marry them. <laughs> Say, Lord, send me another one. Come on, send me, Lord, send me another one. <laughs> how do the parents relate to one another? Observe how the parents relate to one another. If the wife is domineering, then you're with, her. you're with the daughter, she might be domineering. I'm looking for the signs. I don't know what y'all are going to do. I'm just telling you. Uh, my mama was this way, so I'm this way. What does the parents look like? Because whoever you marry might look like their parents, and if their parents don't look that good, let's go to the next one. See, I met my wife's mother. She's sitting right here. I said, oh, yeah, this is a, this is a winner right here. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Observe behavior that is critical to you. There are some things that you're sensitive about. Is this person possessive? Listen, you know, there are times to give people a little room to, to be themselves, to have their own personality and all that, but there are some things you just, you're going to say, you know what, I don't deal with that. Are they so possessive that it's a, it's a problem? Are they irrationally jealous whenever you interact with somebody of the opposite sex, just irrationally jealous? Is there any abusive language? Abusive behavior, physical or mental. Now listen, when you meet somebody, they don't start abusing you physically and mentally right away. It builds up. They may disrespect you with words or uh, grab you a little tight. The first time that happened, that's when you need to say, you know what, I'm gone. No, but uh, he's so cute. Yeah, he ain't going to be cute when he go upside your head. You ain't going to be able to see how cute he is. So you need to say, no, no, no. You don't even have to argue with them or negotiate with them. Just leave. Why? Because you don't have anything that you've established with them. You've got to watch out for those kinds of things. Because it's not going to get better after you get married. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. So when someone disrespects you, say something unkind, that's a little sign that you said, you know what? That didn't sound right. That didn't feel right. That was disrespectful. Just say, you know what? I'm going another way. You don't have to, you know, you need to change that. Forget about it. Don't let them change it. You stay where you are, I'm gone. But when you're in a hurry and you just want somebody so bad, you'll just start ignoring those things. And I'm telling you, that's a sign. You need to wonder about that. Lazy, living in an unkempt living environment. That might be good. You might think, you know, uh, lazy, I can deal with that. If you can deal with that, that's okay. How do these people act or interact with persons of the opposite sex? Does she always make comments on how cute other guys are or vice versa? And does his eyes follow other women too long? Now, are there magazines, books, and movies that indicate that might be a problem or an addiction? See, what I'm saying, when you're around them, you, you know, you're, on the, you're a covert activity. You're discovering things. You're looking at things. Why has he got these X-rated movies? Or why does she have all these X-rated movies? That's, <laughs> so one of the brothers say, don't just say it about the men. Because the women have equal rights nowadays. They start buying those movies too. So what's up with all of this? I'm talking to saints now. I'm talking to believers. 
Y'all not even trying to get no unbeliever, are you? One of the biggest problems in marriage is finances. People have financial issues. So I want to go and I want to want to have a good understanding of how this person manages their finances. Are they a spender or a saver? Are they a spender or a saver? And neither one of those are wrong, but it depends on how, how is that figure out to you. And a lot of times the Lord will put a spender with a saver together. And that brings balance. Right? You don't need two spenders in the same house. You don't need two frugal people. I don't use the word cheap because they label me with that and I didn't like it. <laughs> Saver. But that brings balance, but you also want to have a good understanding of which one that you are dealing with. Now, this is for men now because men are the providers. Are they not the providers no more? They ought to be. So if you're a woman, you ought to be looking for a man who can be a provider. This is Pastor Jerry G. Martin, and I certainly hope that you have enjoyed this sensitive but serious message that we've given to those who find themselves in a living arrangement that's not pleasing to God. It is important to note that for the woman at the well, Jesus offered her living water, knowing her circumstances and her living arrangements, before he asked her about them. God wants the church to minister to these couples so that they will come to know him as we minister to them in love and grace. Now I just want to take a moment to give you a special invitation to come and be my guest at The Light of the World. God is doing some tremendous, wonderful things. We've heard testimonies of healing and deliverance and provisions. God has begun this year showing himself strong on our behalf. So come and be my guest. If you are not connected in a church family or a church home, The Light of the World is a place to believe it's a place to belong. It's a place to allow God to fulfill His will and purpose in your life so that not only can you be blessed, you can bless others. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. For more information, visit us online at www.lowcf.org. also want to mention to you that our Beacon Bookstore and gift shop is operating right here on our campus. If you're a pastor or a church and you need church supplies, communion supplies, Sunday school books, or research material, just call us at the Beacon at 281-441-2885. That's 281-441-2885. If you're looking for a place to have a small conference or a banquet or a wedding, call the Beacon Resource Center at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Pastor Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly, richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.